and welcome to another exciting episode of Cool Pods, which is a podcast series brought to you by Cool Earth Connections. I'm your host, Deepa Kulkarni, and today with me is Raina Bryan, who is the president of RCD Packaging Innovation. And I'm very excited and it's absolutely a pleasure to have you here, Raina. Thank you so much for having me, Deepa. I'm so excited to be on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, uh, yes, I, um, you know, I've been reading up um, about you and um, you actually had a, a 10 years in the corporate world and you left the corporate world to pursue a passion. So tell me how you got started in uh, packaging and uh, what is your driving force behind what you do? Uh, so, yeah, I've been actually doing sustainable packaging for about 10 years now, over 10 years. Geez, time flies by, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I've built my career uh, around this this personal mission of helping transform supply chains and making sustainable packaging the norm. And so I, I did that um, kind of over the course of the years, uh, mapping out how things are made, all the way from the raw materials, the different stages of the manufacturing process, and, and based on what brands need. So like you said, I work in the CPG space, the consumer packaged goods space. So um, I work with a lot of different types of food products and over-the-counter medicines and nutraceuticals, uh, and we are very uh, much focused on making sure that we're able to bring new sustainable packaging technologies and materials forward that that work in existing equipment, work with existing um, supply chains, if you will, but also protect the products, protect the efficacy of the ingredients. And so it's definitely been an adventure uh, to to track that out and, and, and push this this vision forward. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and uh, you started a workshop uh, in redefining flexible films, um, which you did it single-handedly. Uh, so let's talk more about that. Um, you, you had an objective of zero waste in mind. Um, so how did that work out? Yeah, so that event uh, was, was actually a 10-month-long workshop series. Um, it was it was titled Redefining Flexible Films. Mm -hmm. So our focus was to look at that specific type of packaging format and, and work with experts from across the packaging supply chains uh, and get everybody in the same room, well, virtual room, if you will, uh, from all these different viewpoints and different parts of the value chain to look at flexible films uh, from a new angle and say, you know, hey, we all want to be able to deliver products safely to our customers and consumers, uh, but we don't want to create waste in the process. So, so why don't we work together to, to redefine um, what flexible films can be? And we used um, zero waste as, as a, a vision for an ideal to strive for. So at the beginning of the workshop, uh, we we asked the group, what does a zero-waste world mean to you? 
Uh, and it was actually really powerful to see the, the types of thoughts and words that came forward. Um, so it, 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 what was most unique, I mean, we had 80 experts from across the packaging supply chain. We had resin producers and film extruders, printer converters, brands, waste managers, educators, retailers, all these different types of um, minds and, and people from different expertise. And so what was inspiring is when I asked the question, what does a zero waste world mean to you? Right. We saw words like uh, biomimicry, biopolymers, clean oceans, um, no trash. Uh, and so all these very inspiring definitions of, of what a zero waste world could be. And we used that as our guiding light throughout mm -hmm. the 10 months of the workshop so that we, we all knew we were aligned in intent. Um, and that gave us uh, a direction to go towards and begin to first map out the landscape of challenges that are, are, are causing or stopping us mm -hmm. from getting okay. to a zero waste world. Right. And then from that, we're able to start really creating some, some great ideas to, to break through um, some of those challenges and, and begin to, to build a, a new way of being. Oh, that, that's wonderful. Um, so getting these groups together and getting them um, all in sync, um, you know, what, who, who were these, uh, were they companies, were they organizations, NGOs? Um, so they were actually, many of them were um, personal uh, friends and, and partners in business. Uh, and they are big brands from, from across the supply chain. So we had, like I said before, resin, resin compounders and film extruders, printer converters. So those are, those are big companies from the manufacturing side of the equation. We also had big brands come to the table. Uh, we had Mars and PepsiCo, Ben and Jerry's, um, Happy Family, just to name a few. Uh, and we even had waste managers in the space. We had um, Recology and EcoCycle, there uh, to, to represent the, the MRF side or the, the material recovery facility side of the equation. Um, and on the retail side, we, we had um, Whole Foods and some, some uh, the, the, the co-op, the natural grocer co-op um, group. So it was a nice spread of people. And um, it's very rare to get these uh, all these different groups in, in the same space and willing to Exactly. Uh, the normal competitive dynamic to, to actually, you know, collaborate and come up with ideas. And so yes. it, was, um, it was a careful process of selecting who, who to, to bring into this space. Right. And like I said, it, it, it was a huge task for you and you did this. Um, so definitely, um, you know, the passion you have is incredible for that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was a big undertaking. I just felt that um, we were moving too slow. Uh, we we don't have a lot of time to to make to to get to these new sustainable packaging solutions. You know, with eight million tons of plastic waste entering our oceans every year, um, I know we really need to spend a lot more energy and uh, intention and and money on on developing new sustainable materials and solutions and so this was a, a breakthrough approach to say you know what let's let's all come into the same space and collaborate 
let's let's Absolutely. work together. And what's lovely about the design thinking process, which I um, some people think of um, IDEO or um, the Stanford D School when they think of this, but it's an innovation process that allows for collaboration across large groups of people. But normally these things are facilitated um, in, in, in one organization, like you'll go to a big corporation right. or a big team within one organization. So to do this type of work across companies, um, that, was a, that was definitely a new thing and, and we were we've, we're so grateful we achieved it. Right. We weren't mm-hmm. sure, Deepa. <laughs> we didn't know how it was going to go. No, but that's what I'm saying. I applaud you for that because, um, uh, uh, you know, to, to do this on such a large scale, um, it's like you all, um, you, you have created a model, right? I mean, and um, it, this was only in the U.S. market or um, did you go a little bit further, uh, you know, uh, with the yeah. countries? So we targeted the U.S. market, um, and especially when we were mapping out the challenges, we were looking specifically at the challenges of, of U.S. infrastructure, of our recycling and composting here. Right. Uh, but we had representatives from, from Europe and, and Mexico and Canada. Uh, so it was a bit of an international affair, but mainly focused on, on the U.S. market. Right. And, um, uh, you know, what comes to my mind is, um, uh, you know, you have uh, different uh, logistics. So there, there must have been like differences. And let's say you have to bear in mind the cultural differences or the logistic differences. Um, so how did that work out? Um, yeah. So luckily, um, well, luckily, I, you know, I've been studying this, this problem for over 10 years. And so I was able to to help um, help people understand some of the dynamics, and so what we did in in parallel to this this uh, design thinking process is we had an educational curriculum, and um, so for each webinar we would have different experts come and, and talk to the group. So we had one expert talk about flexible film packaging and how it's made today, what are the conventional materials, what are the new biomaterials on, on the horizon. We had people that were experts in, in, um, the, in, in biomimicry, with, which is a school of thought that says, okay, how can we look to nature to inspire design? We had waste managers come in to help us understand like the realities of recycling and composting from their perspective, and, and what are some of the challenges they're facing to, to really keep, keep those parts critical parts of, of our system healthy and thriving. And so by weaving in this um, this curriculum, it it allowed for us to, as, as a big group, establish a new framework of understanding and make sure that we're all speaking the same language. And that, I think, really helped make sure that we were able to spend the majority of our innovating time or ideation time um, really focused on the right challenges because what can happen is people have different Different. understandings or different definitions of recyclable or um, different understandings of of where the problem's at and so we we made sure that early in the process um, everybody was was given the the knowledge they needed to, to understand the dynamics here in the U.S. Well, that's that's fantastic um uh, i mean um you know to have uh, to achieve this um i mean i think 10 months um 
it was a lot of work and so that that was great um you know and uh, now i believe you you have some projects that are in uh, uh, incubating um yeah so. yeah we had um so out of the workshop we had over 1500 ideas that were were generated and then the groups came together and prioritized and sorted those ideas and they chose um which which projects or which ideas they wanted to push forward towards incubation mm -hmm. so we had an a six month incubation phase um that uh nine different groups self organized and it was very cool we had a, a policy group mm -hmm. focused on how can we um look at local state policy and federal policy and and create more of a dynamic to to support innovation in the right direction we had um a group look at how can we crowdsource funding to get mm -hmm. money to these early stage r&d efforts because that's a major issue um we're not getting enough energy and attention in these early stage um innovations right and we had a group um look at uh soil health and say why don't we look at designing um, in a different way and design first and foremost to the needs of the soil and needs of the, the earth and then come back come backwards from that and look at packaging functionality. So that was a really cool group. And then finally, um, one that I'm very excited about is a group that's, that's using biomimicry as a methodology to, to find um, functions, find in nature examples of um, certain functionality that we can use as inspiration in our design for packaging. So uh, this group is focused on um, how to control or manage moisture vapor, which is a challenge in mm -hmm. biomaterials. Uh, biomaterials are, are naturally hydrophilic, so that means they will absorb moisture and, and it can make it challenging to, to, to build a, a, a nice barrier in your package. And so this group is looking at uh, inspiration from nature, whether it's um, the skin of a cactus or a, uh, a beetle shell. Or a, um, there's different examples in nature of nature managing moisture vapor. So we're we're still working with this group um, to to do a lit scan literature review. Uh, then we're going to be doing um, some uh, sample selection and looking at these the, these different specimens under an SEM microscope. So yeah, these, these efforts are still moving forward, which is exciting yes. uh, to see that people are still still um, bringing these ideas to the world. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Um, and like, uh, you know, the awareness about sustainability has increased so much. Uh, so um, I think it's really gearing towards that now. Um, you know, everybody is putting yeah. efforts in that direction. So um, this is very exciting. So, so all these projects, right, the, uh, uh, that are still incubating or um, that are uh, there. Uh, so are these funded, um, you know, by companies that are actually involved in this? How are you getting the fundings for these? Yeah, so at this point, um, these, uh, the incubation projects have been self-funded, um, mm -hmm. really just uh, a labor of love, if you will. So which is, which is incredible because you have cross-functional, cross-organizational teams carving time out um, and, and willing to, to meet on a, a weekly and bi-weekly basis 
to keep pushing these initiatives forward, which is great. Um, but we also are seeing um, some creative ways of, of getting funding. So the, the collaborative R&D work um, that is being led by Evan White, um, he, he was able to get a major retail partner uh, to come on board to help with some of the, the base funding for, for his work. So he's created a, a really cool um, hybrid model. It's kind of like a nonprofit uh-huh. type uh, entity that will allow for, for this, this collaborative type um, investment. So he has a big partner coming on. And I'm sure I'll be able to share that with you soon. I, I think he's going public with that information oh. soon. Um, and then our group with the biomimicry group uh, is is putting together a plan um, and we'll be going after grant funding to, to do this next stage of R&D. And um, the policy group, they, they are just uh, chugging along without any funding as of yet but they've been mapping out all the different policies um, happening on a, on a local, national, and even international basis and are starting to, to align their, their efforts with, with other key players. So it's, it's amazing to see how much they're, they're able to do with, with, with no money at all. Wow. Well, I think, I think um, you know, where, where there is a natural, natural and um, very deep drive, um, I think things just materialize. What What do you think? About I'm with that? you. Oh, totally. And I think you know the plastics in the ocean problem being so visceral, right? It's, yes. It's a, a, a. It's just the symptom of this this deeper deeper uh, disease, right? Or, or misalignment in our in our Absolutely. bigger system. And people are now waking up to that, and yes. they're saying, okay. What can I do as an individual? What can Absolutely. we do as a company uh, to, to to make this right? Absolutely. So it's kind of passionate. It's good to see. Absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, that is so encouraging. And uh, uh, you can see a bit of hope now, you know. I mean, when it's like the world is waking up. Don't you feel that? Yes, I do. And I, I, I do feel very hopeful. And I'm seeing it every day now. Um you know, you'll see it even in mainstream media. We had the John Oliver just did a, a really, he's a hilarious comedian, but he just did a, a short 30-minute uh, video about the recycling industry and recycling plastics and some of the, the misinformation that's been pumped out about that. So even seeing it at that level, we're seeing some great things happening at the policy level. We're seeing brands um, just getting really um, eager to get out of plastic. Yes. Uh, And so I'm seeing it on all all fronts, Deepa. It's it's very inspiring. It's very inspiring, very encouraging. um, And uh, it it really gives you a lot of positive um, vibes. You know, it it feels really good um, in your heart to know that, um, you know, so many efforts are being done. And yours is fantastic, Reina. Um, uh, and I'm so excited that you've got all this funding and um, um, so many things are happening in that direction where, where you've put in so much effort. So what uh, is, I would say, what what is the message you would like to um, give um, to the uh, people who are involved in this or who are future, in, in future uh, looking to get involved in something like this? 
because yours and uh, your model is excellent and the, um, the projects you're doing and the, the future of these projects looks absolutely great. Um, yeah. So like somebody in the packaging industry. Um, so what is the message you would like to give, um, you know, to the people in the supply chain or the companies in the supply chain, the innovators, um, uh, you know, that are listening to the podcast today? Absolutely. Well, I have, I have multiple messages. I have a lot of things to say to you. But, Go for it. You know, Go for it. For me, um, is, is the most relevant in this moment is a reminder of how capable we are as a species. Yes. We are, we are, a, we have so much brilliance. And when we align our energy and intention and focus, uh, we, we can make anything happen. So we can absolutely bring new materials into our supply chains that are that function just as we need them but are also designed to be nutrients to the next cycle or designed to to take care of um mother earth and and of of nature and we have the the cognitive ability to to solve these challenges so i just want to paint that picture of of hope and just remind everyone that how capable we are. Absolutely. I think a lot of times people get stuck in, in the world as they see it now. Um, and so it's limits their thinking. Like for example, a lot of people are still looking at recyclable and recycling as, um, is, is their framework of understanding sustainability and that we need to step in a step beyond that and think bigger about, the new materials that are we can build, the new material platforms that, that we will build. Um, and we're going to be getting away from these conventional polymers for single use because yeah. conventional plastic is just not, for many reasons, um, it's just was never designed with the end in mind. Um, these conventional plastics are not really recyclable because yeah. there's no there's no end markets. Um, there's an extreme lack of end markets. Uh, and there's a big mass balance problem. So absolutely, um, we, we, we can do it. We got to work together. We got to ask the right questions yes. and focus our energy yes. on the right challenge and we'll get there. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm with you there. I absolutely am a believer in possibility thinking, uh, that thing, um, you know, things are possible, um, and you just have to, uh, tap into the right resources and the right people. And I, 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 again, I applaud what you're doing, Rena. And it's been absolutely a pleasure to have this wonderful conversation with you. Well, thank you for having me. I'll just throw this out there. Um, we have some resources that we've put together for the industry. One is a white paper about this workshop. Um, so you can go to um, www.rcdpackaging.com forward slash innovation collab. Um, check that out because there's you can download the white paper for free mm-hmm. and it was the white paper was constructed in a way to be uh, ex- very informative it will tell you how we put together this large-scale collaborative innovation workshop from a process standpoint how mm-hmm. we what what is our thought process and what were the key steps to that and then it also covers uh, the the outcomes the players who were involved, what were the leading ideas. Um, and it will give you the, the knowledge uh, and insights you need to really understand where sustainable packaging is going in the future of sustainable packaging. So I, I encourage people to check that out. And then we also just um, published an open letter to the CPG industry about the importance of 
changing the definition of recyclable in the FTC green guides. So the FTC is the Federal Trade Commission green guides. Mm -hmm. um, brands are using that, or brands use that guide to, to determine what claims they can make on their packaging. Um, what legally can they say about you know, the, the sustainability of, of their packaging or, or their ingredients. And right now, the, the definition of recyclable is um, it's causing a, a tremendous amount of confusion. Yes. And it's not covering the whole story. So right now, it is um, that it's it, something can only be labeled as recyclable if over 60% of households have access to collection of that material. But what that ends up doing is we're only looking at collection and you're not looking at end markets. And so we have yeah. all these MRFs, material recovery facilities across the United States doing everything they can to sort and, and um, collect and sort and bail these materials. And then those materials just sit there. Right. No one's buying them. And so we need to update that definition to truly reflect what we're trying to achieve here, circular economy. Yes. So if we update the definition to say a material can only be recyclable if if over 60% of the material coming mm -hmm. into the system has access to a real end market. Yeah. And what I mean by real end market is someone's actually buying that and making it into a new material, a new product. And that's going to fix the mass balance problem as well. So it actually fixed quite a few of them. So we, we're pushing that um, to make sure that CBGs have that as a resource to help, help them understand like, oh, this is why it's not working. There it is. Right. <laughs> so, those two are available. That's also resources on our web website in our blog section. So, no, oh, that's wonderful. I think uh, that's a great resource, uh, and uh, I'm very sure um, that uh, you know the uh, the companies, uh, everybody who's listening to the podcast. Uh, uh, I'm sure they've gained a lot of insight uh, into what you are doing and what is your. Uh, goal and objective um, for what you do. Absolutely, so absolutely. And I, thank you so much for for having me. And I'll just say to your to the listeners, um, if if you if you or anyone you know are are looking to to make your packaging more sustainable, um, you can please reach out to us. We'll happy to, to point you in the right direction and, and help you get on that on your path. That's wonderful. And uh, thank you for being on my podcast, because that's exactly what I do. I mean, that's why I do this, uh, you know, yeah. so we can get this, uh, the word out. So I love it. I love this podcast, Keepa. And I like, I like hanging out with you. We should do this Ooh. more often. Thank you. Yes, we'll definitely have you back as, uh, you know, as we're going through more milestones, as your workshops uh, get uh, your projects uh, get to a different stage and uh, we have more exciting things happening i would love to have you back and uh, talk more about this wonderful well thank you so much for having me you're welcome rena and it's been absolutely a pleasure and i would love to thank our listeners uh, for listening to us today and uh, to this wonderful uh, conversation that uh, we have had here with rena bryan and uh, like uh, she has already said, you could reach her um, and uh, her website is www.rcdpackaging.com. And uh, we will be uh, posting this information on our website, which is uh, www.sustainablepackagingservices.com. And um, if, if you have to reach us, uh, you can also email us at w uh, sorry, at um, connections at sustainablepackagingservices.com. 
Um, so thank you very much for being here and thank you Reina once again um, and uh, it's been a wonderful uh, conversation. Please look forward to our upcoming interviews. I also have uh, cool news which is um, a recap of uh, news that is happening in the sustainable world uh, that I do post uh, and my podcasts are on all platforms. You could absolutely go to my website and subscribe so you would come to know of the upcoming podcasts as well. Uh, so thank you for being here and um, have a wonderful day and God bless.